Hello, friends. This episode is brought to you by Sacred Woodworks. I'm sure that you want a beautiful and faith-filled home just like me, but busy lifestyles and our noisy culture can make that difficult. It often seems like there isn't enough time, or maybe you just feel uninspired when it comes to bringing the life of the church into your home. Well, Ashley and Aislinn, the women behind Sacred Woodworks, they know that feeling, and they've been developing their family decor and traditions for over a decade, and they are excited to share them with you. They believe it should be easy for your home to reflect the seasons of the church, drawing your family closer to Christ. Try out their liturgical lingo bundles of standing wooden letters that spell out Catholic phrases for the whole year, like Hallowtide, Prepare the Way, Pray Fast Give, and Come Holy Spirit. They actually sent us the most thoughtful, personalized bundle that spelled Abiding Together, and they are gorgeous. You can also check out a laser-etched saint portrait based on photographs of modern saints to inspire holiness in your everyday life. Or try their sacred architecture wall art, which offers a modern take on timeless stained glass windows from famous churches around the world. I love the St. Stephen's Arch they gifted to me. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it would be a beautiful addition to the wall of your prayer space or a backdrop for one of your favorite statues. All of their products are made from high quality, sustainable wood and crafted in South Bend, Indiana. So click on the link in the show notes to see their complete line of products and use the code ABIDE15 for 15% off your order. Nourish your family's faith and traditions with Sacred Woodworks. Visit sacredwoodworks.co, that's sacredwoodworks.co, and follow them on social media at Sacred Woodworks. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Abiding Together podcast, season 13. And we are delighted to be with you on this adventure. And I know that the Lord is going to do wonderful things in all of our hearts. The Abiding Together podcast is a place where you can find connection, rest, and encouragement on your journey with Jesus Christ. And wherever you find yourself in the world, Wherever you find yourself in your life, you are most welcome here. And we know that the Lord will speak to you. My name is Sister Miriam James Heidland, and every week I am joined by two of my very dearest friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. And we speak about what the Lord is doing in our life. We speak about our sorrowful mysteries, our joyful mysteries, and how the Lord is leading us in it all. And you are most welcome right here, right here. So please grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and welcome home. Hey friends, this is Heather. I just wanted to quickly let you know that both Michelle and I had some audio issues with our microphones this episode, so the quality is going to be a little different than usual. We had some technical issues with the system we were using, but we hope to have everything back to normal for next week, and we appreciate your understanding. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Abiding Together podcast, and we have a fun episode for you today, and we must tell you, as usual, we've been talking for about almost an hour. Ladies, how's it going? (laughs) I love the times that we get to connect. It's just so good. Our conversations are always so rich. I just love you guys. It's good. It's like, okay, one more thing, and then we'll start recording. All right, one more thing, and then we'll start recording. One more thing. (laughs) We've been saying that for like 35 minutes already, yeah. But it's good. It's great. It is a gift and it's an honor. And so we hope you enjoyed the series that we had on prayer with Father Boniface Hicks. And today we're going to talk about, which is a great topic, the the sacrament of the present moment. And we're going to take for our guiding scripture, we're going to take Matthew chapter six, verses 33 to 34, when Jesus says, but strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today, which is uh, so much in that is indeed. And from a, from the quote on abandonment to divine providence is uh, Jean-Pierre de Cossade. If we have abandoned ourselves to God, there is only one rule for us, the duty of the present moment. And 
whenever I think of this, I always think of Father Mark Toops, who we were just talking about before we started recording, and he always reminds people to be present to the present moment, just to be present to the present moment. So, Michelle, you want to kick us off on our discussion today when we consider that reality of the sacrament, the present moment, and what God's doing in your life with that? Yeah, I think for me, I love the, the whole term. I read it. Evelyn Underhill talks about it, and she is an Episcopal, I think but like a deep prayer, contemplative prayer. But she has, she talks about the sacrament of the present moment and being present fully to the presence of the Lord, but also being fully present in the moments with the people around you in your own body and all of that. And it's really got me thinking because I was thinking to myself, I've really been noticing. And I think part of it is just paying attention, like really paying attention to what's going on around you and what's going on within you and what's going on mm-hmm. with the Lord, you know, all at the same time. But I was thinking about it in my own life, which oftentimes I am not present in the present moment. I am thinking about what has to be done or what needs to go before or in my head about what's happened previously or all just all the different places and how I am missing some of the beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm missing the beauty of the ordinary. I'm missing the beauty in the present moment and that that is where the Lord is moving right now. He is here. I am. It tells us in the Old Testament, he is, I am. He's here. He's in the present moment and to pay attention to what he's doing all around me. And I've missed it. Like I'm missing his everyday glory Mm -hmm. around me right now. I am missing being present in my own body really sometimes. And I'm Mm -hmm. missing just the sweetness of his presence in the exact moment. So yeah, just all of us talking about that, you know, right now and how does that play out in our ordinary everyday lives? And what is the Lord inviting us into something deeper? What about you, Heather? Yeah, I think one of the battles that one of the main battlegrounds that we're facing right now as a culture is the the battle. It's like a war for our attention. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. this is like the goal of all of the social media outlets, of all of the you know AI things, the apps, the our phones, like everything that's that's happening on there. That is their goal, and they're really good at it. They've they mm-hmm. trained themselves. They know all the research. They know how to hold our attention. That's why things like TikTok and all of that are just you know going through the roof. They're so successful, and so I think. I think in some ways we've allowed ourselves in certain places, maybe even involuntarily, to uh, have our minds and our hearts be trained a certain way to just be mm. like co- for constant scrolling or constant dopamine hits or whatever it might be. And and in a sense, I, I'm faced with, I have to allow myself to be retrained. And how does mm. that occur? And I, I hope we'll talk about some of those things during this. But I think just an awareness of there are a lot of things battling for our attention. And it is something that we have to take some authority over. I think it is. Isn't that one documentary or kind of the movie they did on social media? Was it called the, the social experiment? The social experiment, something like that, where they where they said you are the commodity. Mm-hmm. It's you. Like they're not trying to. They're not actually. It's you're the commodity. It's the algorithms of how long you pause on certain posts. What are you reading about? It's your attention. You're the commodity that they're trying to sell. And that the fragmentation of presence and the gift of presence. Like you look at throughout scripture and you see how God is present to his people. Like I am who I am. I'm, I'm continually present to you. I've searched, you know, search me, God, and know my heart. You know, you're always present to me and us being made in the image and likeness of God, that gift of presence. And that's one of the greatest gifts we can give people. Sometimes we, you know, even when we talk about Lent, we talk about prayer, fasting, and giving alms. One of the best ways you can give alms to people is give them the gift of your presence. Because all of us know, all of us know what it's like to be with people who aren't really present in their minds someplace. And they, even they're staring at you, but you can tell. <laughs> tell they're not listening. You're like, you're looking at me, but you're not listening to what I'm saying right now. And they're like, wait, what? You know? So I think, and there's something about that in the gift of presence that gives us that, the gift of affirmation of, of affirming the other person of saying you're worth my time. 
like you're worth giving myself too. And so it's really, in many ways, a diabolical attack on the human person to, to fragment us, to mm-hmm. scatter our attention, to scatter our presence, that we can't be present to God and we can't be aware of his presence to us. And then if we can't do that, then how can we be present to other people? And uh, yeah, if, if we're compelled under so many different influences of like the immediate culture. You have to do this right now. It's You have to do a million things at once. And well, says who? <laughs> Amen. Says who? that yeah. was gold what you just said was, was absolute gold it is an assault on the human it person mm-hmm. it is and i think we underestimate this and often we get so used to even hearing it like oh yeah i know social media and scrolling and all the things and it's not just mm-hmm. that i mean i'm no. using that mm-hmm. as an example it's not mm-hmm. just that there's a lot of other things and i have a phone and i have social media so it's not like i'm saying we, we can't engage with it but I think you're right, sister. It is an assault on the human person. We were not meant to live like this. Mm-hmm. And I think we've given over ground in many areas that the Lord is inviting us to to take back, you know, mm-hmm. for ourselves, for our families, and for the kingdom, for mm-hmm. our relationship with him as well. Mm-hmm. People, you should rewind what sister just said. Just go back and listen to that again. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's so true, though. But that's not how, that's not what we were created for. We were created for communion, you know? And I think for me, like I realized, I think there's something about getting older and um, there's something about getting older. There's something about losing your parents, your grandparents. There's something about watching your parents age. Like, I don't like the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, my mom, you know, like is getting older. My father-in-law is getting older. You know, like sister, you've alluded to that before in a previous episode, but like our days are numbered, you know? So it tells us in scriptures, Lord, teach us how to number our days. Give us the wisdom. That's what it says in scriptures to be able to number our days on the things that matter, because a lot of this stuff doesn't matter, but we don't mm-hmm. have the bandwidth to have our attention in this many varied areas. So that means we're going to have to live differently mm-hmm. and we're going to have to live different than the culture, still be part of culture, but live differently than the culture. And I think also like I realized in some areas of my life, I wasn't a pilgrim because we're always pilgrims. We're always on a journey, but I was more of a tourist, oh, girl, you know, girl. like, yeah, just like, okay, let me just visit and then come back in, jump in, jump out, like jump in. Like <laughs> I don't stay on the road. Let me get a postcard. Let me snap a picture. And I realized mm-hmm. that the other day when I was at the beach, I was like, Ooh, let me get my phone, you know, and get a picture. I'm like, can I just be present? And that's when I thought, I'm like, I'm acting like, that's why I got the, it, thought I'm acting like a tourist right now at the beach. Like I'm not acting like a pilgrim. Like this is my place, you know? And I was thinking Mm -hmm. like, when I act like that, then that actually takes me like out of my word of the year, Eden. Like I'm being a consumer and not a cultivator Mm -hmm. because we're called to be cultivate culture. Mm -hmm. We're called to cultivate the Lord's presence. We're uh, called to cultivate the presence in us, like realizing what's going on in my own body, you know, but instead I'm being Mm -hmm. a consumer, like, come on, do this, do that, you know, whip into submission body. Come on, Mm -hmm. let's go, you know, and that means living differently, Mm -hmm. living the original Eden design as God intended it to be. You know, Heather, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think a big portion of that is being present to people. We touched on this briefly, but those are decisions that I felt the Lord inviting me to start making. Like even when I was like in the middle of working on something, I have a project, I have whatever. And there's a time and a place to be like very focused and you you need to, and there's deadlines and, you know, whatever you might have to do in general. I think more often than not, we can pause what we're doing mm-hmm. to be present to the person in front of us, because that's more important than the task often, mm-hmm. you know, that the person is more important than the task, but then our productivity, than than all of those things. And it's a, it's, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult to do, but it's not impossible. And again, I think it's a, a retraining of sorts of making this a priority and saying, what is the most important thing is the most important people in my life? And how do I begin to to allow space for them to be 
my focus, my, my one thing, you know, for, for right now that they're going to be right in front of me and I'm going to be able to be present for them. There's something special that happens Mm -hmm. when that occurs. I remember my son, when he was little, I had people over, we were getting ready for a retreat. You know, there was a lot of busyness happening and he was going, mom, mom. And he just started like tugging on me as they do like tugging on my shirt. And I, and I turned around, I got right down to his eyes. This is like, I get it wrong so many times, but this time I got it right. And I just said, son, I love you. And you don't have to pull on me to get my attention. You, you Mm -hmm. have my attention, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm right here. I'm available to you. And he just like his whole face just Mm -hmm. softened because I think the impression was there's a lot of moving parts. So maybe I have to like, really like grasp after you. And I could tell on his face, that was like a huge lesson for me. I was like, wow, like there's power in prioritizing Mm -hmm. people. Yes. And that truth of that present moment, say with you and Judah or Michelle, like what you were sharing about as well. I've been really convicted and I would say probably in the last year of the present moment for all the ways we want to project ourselves onto the future. Sometimes, you know, we live in the past because of just past hurts or whatever's happening in our lives. The present moment is all anybody has. Like no matter how wealthy you are or how poor you are or how successful you are or all of our failures, no human being is promised the future. Like we're not, mm-hmm. all we have is right now. And, and there's something about that of, I think a lot of times, I don't know when I experience, when I experience anxiety, like the insecurity at times, and I feel myself getting anxious, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And I'm like, oh, I don't have the, I don't have the grace to live there yet. I, I don't, all I have, all I have is right now. And Jesus is with me right now. And the future, whatever I'm thinking about, it might go really awesome or might go really poorly, but Christ will still be with me there. But all I have is right now. And I think that just, it just allows us our, allows our cortisol to like to kind of plummet and all the places we get ramped up or all the ways that the enemy loves to push us into, you know, outside the moment of grace. Like, you know, it's, it's, people say that it's kind of, you know, cliched, but like the present is a present because it's a gift. Like that's all we have. And so the enemy is always trying to pull us out of the present moment because that is the moment of grace. And that's all we can, we meet Christ now. He comes to us right now. And we ass- we're assured that he's with us in our past and our future. But as we live with him now, I think calling out to Jesus in the present moment, I, I even say that out loud at times. I'm like, Lord, I'm really afraid right now, but you're here with me. You're here with me right now. And so that you have something you want to sh- speak to me or you want to impart to me. And I love you. And I just surrender this moment to you. And that changes, I think, a lot of how we view things or our fears or the things that we have inside our hearts too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, we were just talking about this before we started recording was how, how fun God is, mm-hmm. how fun the adventure is with God. And if we're not present to his to spirit mm-hmm. and to the movements of his spirit, which sometimes are in a moment and he's inviting mm-hmm. us to respond to something, we might miss like a wonderful adventure. Like I, I've been on this little adventure the last few days and the Lord is just unfolding something and I'm having to really listen, you know, to make mm-hmm. space to listen. I'm like, wow, Lord, like you're doing something and I want to be available to you. And yes. if I'm filling it with all this other stuff, like I'm, I'm going to miss it. And that's the last thing I want to miss is mm-hmm. the adventure that the Lord has or something that he might want to heal or restore and, and allowing our interior world to slow down enough to hear him, like you're saying, sister, but also to cry out to him, to allow our desires to be made known, to not bring our desires to another thing, but, but to really allow that exchange to occur in the present moment. Wow. Like that's powerful stuff. And that's the fun of, of mm-hmm. the Christian life, really. Like mm-hmm. that's the real, where the adventure is, is in the moment by moment relationship with God, where you're like, wow, what are you going to do next? You know, Michelle, what do you think about that? Oh, I agree. And I think GK Chesterton, I'm going to paraphrase this. He has a quote, when culture is going one way, 
you run the opposite way, like go the different direction. Like the culture looks like they're going off a cliff. You're going the opposite way, like to live differently and not live differently because you're a big weirdo, but live differently because we've been called a set apart. You know, like this is what we're called to mm-hmm. as, you know, people that follow the Lord and it's fun and it's beautiful. But I think for me, I realized, okay, mm-hmm. you can't paint in broad strokes. Like not all social media is bad. Not all this is bad. They're, they have mm-hmm. like, there's not some beauty, truth and goodness, but also know what your limits are and your thing. You know, like for me, for the first time, I don't have a lot of bandwidth for a lot of different relationships in the last three years. I just haven't had it, which is hard for me because I love people. I want to be their story. I want to be close to this many people. Like I thoroughly enjoy them, but I have to realize that I have margin. Like I can't keep up with this many people. I can't. And, and I try not to be hurtful to them or hurtful because I love these people. I want to be, I just don't have it. And like realizing you only have finite resources and the Lord can expand them, but like, really you are not God. Like you don't have infinite resources. So you have to pay Mm -hmm. attention to those. So what do you do? Like, how do you order your day? Like for me, I can't spend a lot of time on social media because it takes away from the people right in front of me. Like I put limits on it, but like for all my apps, I have like 15, 20 minutes, you know, or certain times. And then I don't, because I have to be present to the the people in real life around me, the tangible people around me. But I also think like for me, I've really learned to learn. I think we're talking about it, like the language, even of our body, like somatic stuff, like sister was saying, and that's where I always go back to my senses. Like, Lord, what, like, I will pause during the day now and say like, okay, what do I hear? What do I smell? What can I touch? What can I like? Okay. And then I thank the Lord for that. Like, what can I thank you for? And then I realized a friend of mine sent me an article and it says in his confessions, St. Augustine addresses God as the divine beauty, reaching him through his five senses, through hearing, sight, smell, taste, and touch. And my friend didn't know that like I was even like having this inner monologue with myself, praying, like, Lord, is this, you know, and then he texted me this article and I was like, okay, but the Lord wants to be present in all parts of us so we can understand where, how he is present in us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, but it, it means that we're going to live differently and be set apart, which has to mean I hate it, people. We have to be intentional. I hate it too, but we just do. Yeah. And also not just be like a victim of life just happening to us. I I hate that. Whenever I feel like life is running me or like things are making decisions for me and suddenly I feel like, oh, I I don't know what to do. I can't do anything Mm -hmm. about it. I'm like, oh no, that's wrong. That's like a major red flag for me in my life Mm -hmm. where I know, oh, I have to reorder things and take back, you know, making decisions, making intentional decisions. And so I think there's other things other than social media. We kind of talked about that phones, but I think busyness is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think just getting into battles that we're not made to fight. Like just oh gosh, anytime yeah. we see an injustice or anytime we see a thing, we're going to get in there and figure it out. And I'm like, I've realized for me, like sometimes this is not my battle to fight. Like the Lord mm-hmm. is not, it, it might be unjust. It might be, you know, whatever. It might be driving me crazy, but maybe the Lord isn't calling me to spend all of my energy there. Like I, I only have a certain amount. And where is the Lord inviting me to to place myself? The other thing, the other practice that has been really helpful for me is to allow myself to be struck by beauty, mm-hmm. to be struck. We've talked about this before, but but allowing yourself to savor it. So I have two dogs. I love those dogs. And when we're walking outside, like just allowing myself to take it in instead of scrolling mm-hmm. on my phone while I'm walking the dog or mm-hmm. allowing my thoughts to even be distracted, to just be like, wow, look at that. Like allow myself to be struck by the beauty of God or even just being with them. Like occasionally I'll lay down on the couch in the middle of the day, which I used to feel really guilty for. I couldn't even take 10 minutes to just like mm-hmm. rest, but I lay down and they'll jump up 
with me and we have a little cuddle. And I'm like, these are really sweet moments for me to reset, you know, throughout the day because it can, Mm -hmm. it can get busy, you know, and things can get hard. But I, I think there's a big portion of the Lord saying, I've given you authority and and you have to stand in an authoritative place sometimes in the spirit of God. I mean, it's true. to like take authority over certain things in your life that feel like they are chaotic and out of control mm-hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit to come to order those things rightly and properly and to illuminate the places where we need like his help or we need, you know, to make different decisions. We need the mm-hmm. Lord's help mm-hmm. to do this. We can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. That's a great, what both you're saying is really great. I think that's a great it's a great place to start and to continue and like, Lord help, like order mm-hmm. my loves Lord help me, help me with this. And if there are certain relationships, I mean, maybe we have, you know, a lot of mamas with littles at home and it is your, oh my gosh, I can, you guys have both had little children and your attention is just like scattered all over and you have laundry to do and you got dishes in the sink and you've got little kids that are need attention. And, and I, I think in those moments of maybe wanting to check out or the moments of just feeling so overwhelmed, like, Lord, you under, you understand this. And I, Lord, please help me just you know, help me be the gaze of your love. Help me just be attentive to what is before me. And I know for myself, like I obviously I don't have little children, but all of us have places where our schedule seems overwhelming. And many times it's for me, I find myself getting most overwhelmed is when I'm trying to do all the things at once. Mm-hmm. But when I make, when I, when I really am disciplined and I just make a to-do list and I do not, I just finish the one thing. So I finish that thing and then I go to the next thing and I go to the next thing and not everything gets done in one day. It doesn't have to, but I find myself like when I'm, when I'm scattered and I'm trying to hop around and like do a little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here to me, it's nothing really gets done. It's, you know, it's like when you're talking to several people at once and you're, you know, it's like, no one really gets your full attention. And for me, it's like always starts in the very early morning, right? With prayer in the very early morning. And if that's not happening for a long time for me, it's very difficult for the rest of the day. So it's like the order, like we'll probably do a, a an episode on, you know, how to live an order life or like, how do you have a personal rhythm? And, it, and that's part of it as well. But like you said, like both of you said, we need, we need God's grace to do that, especially in the areas that we have weaknesses. All of us have you know, certain weaknesses in those areas of like, all right, Lord, how to be, how do I be more present? And even being present with somebody of just receiving them without criticizing what they're saying or judging them or trying to figure out what you're going to say or fix the problem, but just to receive a person and just listen mm-hmm. and just as you're listening, all right, Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to know. Like, tell me what, how, Lord, how do you want me to respond? It's like, I think I was thinking this morning during mass, there's a priest I used to listen to often who talked a lot about recovering the 12 steps. And he said, many of us as Christians, we live like practical atheists. We live our day-to-day life without any consultation of the Holy Spirit. We live like we're all by ourselves and that we're doing it on our own. And he's like, we're mm-hmm. not. We, we're we baptized in the image mm-hmm. of the triune God. We are never mm-hmm. alone. We're in a covenant. And I think man isn't easy to forget that. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to forget this. And sister, you said like when we were doing Christopher Dale's Lachey, like what is your part of the vineyard? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really like Heather was saying also, like we have to identify what is our battle to fight? What part is the, of the vineyard is the Lord calling us to sow in? In this season, like it's identifying what part is your vineyard and what season are you in a life? Like I know for me, like I realized, okay, and in this season of life, I am called not to be far away from my home right now. I have three younger, you know, three kids mm-hmm. and I have a senior in high school this year. This time is fleeting. I don't want to miss anything. And like my husband and I were actually having this conversation last night. He said, you are so available to them. Mm-hmm. If my kids call them call from college, I pick up the phone. Like mm-hmm. my son, right after we finished the podcast, we have our breakfast date, but I had to switch some things around to make that possible, you know? And mm-hmm. I had to say no to some things that 
No, the gift of no. Yeah. Yep. Like I had to say no to some things, which some people don't like. You're going to get resistance because you're living different. But I realized when I was even thinking and praying about it this morning, going for my walk, this is so funny, y'all. I was thinking about like the slow rhythms of grace. It just, and that's living different for me because I was addicted to the cortisol rush of just, let's get it done. Cause I can multitask like a bandit. I'm like, Amen, I can girl. do it. And it's an addiction. Yes. Like, I mean, no, like yeah. it is. I'm it just, is. And, I, and it gives you a high, but it doesn't bring mm-hmm. peace or it really doesn't bring shalom. And it doesn't allow times to like the pieces of your whole self to integrate. Like they, that comes in. And I was thinking to myself, Jesus was never in a hurry. He was never rushed. Yeah. He was never in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Like Thomas Merton says, saints and uh, artists were, are never in a hurry. They are aware of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about like, Lord, is this you're calling me just to be slow and the rhythm? All of a sudden I looked down on the sidewalk, cement sidewalk. There was a turtle, people. There was a turtle on the sidewalk. <laughs> I will text y'all the picture. I'll put this picture in the show notes. I was like, Lord. And this is when we go back. Friends, this is what happens to Michelle Bensinger on okay. the regular. But I was like, even thinking about that, Heather. Like, I could have actually walked around him because he's almost like in the sand part of the concrete, you know, and not noticed. But I was like, I was aware. And I miss God's just little fun mm-hmm. delight and surprises. And like, we we're talking, God is a God of delight. You know, he's a God of like, let me show you something fun. Yes, you're supposed to be slow. I'll give you like, here's discernment for dummies. Here's a visual representation, a little mm-hmm. turtle, you know? So I think, yeah, like, okay, where's our part of the vineyard and how do we sow it well? That's so good. There's a, I wouldn't call it a translation. I would call it more of like a meditation reflection. It's called The Message. And it just has like Bible verses and kind of modern language. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to yeah. put so it. <laughs> anyway, but I love this one, which is really the come to me, all you who are labored and burdened. And his reflection on that. So that's Matthew 11 in the message. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out? Come to me. Get away with me and you will recover your life. And I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. And I love that last line. Me right? too. Uh, yeah. And, and then it goes on to say, like, you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I'm like, wow. Like, doesn't that sound like a beautiful invitation from the Lord? Like, mm-hmm. he wants us to come and rest with him. He wants to, us to, you know, lay beside still waters and, and refresh our souls. We're not in this alone. And I think there's a lot of people out there listening right now who are just mm-hmm. so tired. You are burned out. You are worn out. And, and the Lord wants to show you how to take a real rest. And I think there's really practical things that we can do to begin slowing down, to be present to his spirit, to be present to his presence, mm-hmm. and also to those who are most important that he's entrusted mm-hmm. to us. Maybe, yeah, if there's any final tips we want to give to our listeners, as you're saying that, Heather, I was thinking of just struck by the gospel of Mark as Jesus, you know, he's ministering and there's all these people coming to him, right? And he goes and he prays to the father. It's just, yeah, it's like, like you're saying, Michelle, also like Jesus is not overwhelmed. He's not in a hurry. He's not like, oh my gosh, I got to do this. It's like, so he's teaching us in that rhythm of his life of how to be human. And I was very struck recently by the gospel of Mark where Jesus chooses the disciples And the first thing that he does, he chooses the disciples and he chooses them to be with him. Then he sends them out. The first call of the disciples in the Mark, it says, is to be with him. And oh my gosh, don't we, do we not forget that? It's like, Mm -hmm. that's the primal call of the human discipleship of the school of love of the vineyard. That's the wine cellar of my first call in life is to be with Jesus. And then it's from that being that everything flows from that and that 
That's oh, that so good. Very convicting. I was like, mm, mm-hmm. that's in the that's Bible, so y'all. Like, oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't even, we often don't talk like that. Like, what is God mm-hmm. calling me to do? Yep. It's like at some point he he will lead you to, to something, mm-hmm. but the, the being has to be primary and mm-hmm. always, <laughs> mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. like a one time, like mm-hmm. always. And that, that we do from that place yeah. of being. Because we're human mm-hmm. beings, not human doings. Mm-hmm. We've all heard that saying, you know, mm-hmm. but it tells us in Psalms, the one thing I ask is to dwell in the house of the Lord. Okay, well, that's the Lord's one thing for the mm-hmm. day. Yeah, well, it's the one thing he asks mm-hmm. is just to dwell in his presence. Mm-hmm. Get in the gaze, as Father Mark mm-hmm. Jews likes to that's say. Great. Yeah, so any last, anybody want to offer some tips or I, we've already talked about some, but anything else that as we're thinking to our listeners, like how, what anything you want to offer about living in the sacrament, the present moment, being present to the present moment? I think it's sitting time and spending time with, with the Lord and say, almost taking an inventory of your life. And so what is mm-hmm. the, what is your pace? Is it a pace of unforced rhythm mm-hmm. of grace or is it a pace? And think about it this way. Like it says in the book of Hebrews, you know, run your race. You know, if you're ever running, what is your pace to run? Like, what is your pace to run where you can still have a conversation? Like I, I will never run with my husband because he runs like a sprinter like long distance running. And I'm like, I can't even like get a word out. He must have a full conversation. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm gasping for my life's breath here, people. And so like, so what is, how do you run your race where you can have a conversation and be present? What is that pace? Mm -hmm. And you've got to learn your pace. And one of my biggest things where I know I fall, don't, don't compare your pace to somebody else's. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Lord has a pace that's just yours. And it's the pace of your communion and covenant love with him. And it's going to be different than someone else's. And that's beautiful too, mm-hmm. you know, because you have different works in the vineyard. Mm-hmm. Because I would almost wear it as a badge, I thought, of, I don't know, but really it's a badge of pride. Like, look what I can get done in a day. Well, the Lord's pretty much stripped me of that <laughs> last couple of years. And so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think one tip that I would say is do the hard thing first. Mm-hmm. Amen. Do the hardest thing first, because I I have found I spend most of my day, if I'm avoiding something, I spend most of my day actually dissociating and running to other things to distract myself because I'm Mm -hmm. so like, there's no ease, you Mm -hmm. know, in my spirit about what I have to do, whether it be a hard conversation or a phone call I need to make or like something I don't know how to do and I might fail at and I just want to avoid it. And so I actually, it increases the distraction all throughout the day because I'm really trying to like comfort those emotions that I'm having. Mm-hmm. So I've been learning and trying to press myself to do the hard thing first out of the gate. And then it actually creates a lot of space and mm-hmm. peace throughout mm-hmm. my day. Well, those are both, those are both really good. I think I, obviously the three of us are always proponents of ha- setting a time for prayer. I think the catechism says, if we don't pray at some time, we won't pray all the time. So we do have to <laughs> pray at some time, but I was thinking also of just the value of, to borrow our overused word, intentional of a time of check-in with yourself and the Lord at some time during the day. So people call it the examine. Some people, you know, like in traditional religious orders, you have an examine at noon, and then you have another examine before you go to bed. But even if this week, just for the week, we just tried that at some point during the day, just to, even if you're doing the dishes, just kind of check in with the Lord, right? Lord, what's, what's happening right now in my heart? What's happening in my body? Where have I been present to you, Lord? Where have I noticed your presence today? Where have I lost that presence? 
you know, where have I been unaware of it? And I think the more we do that over time and kind of see how our bodies relate to that and our hearts and our emotions and our, and our souls relate to that, it becomes more of a, a union with the Lord. And then, and then after a while we begin to live that more moment to moment. And I think that's just a good, cause many times we are way, we are so anxious and we're way without even realizing it. Like you were saying, Michelle, it's like, we're so addicted to the cortisol rush that peace seems more scary mm-hmm. than the drama of chaos. And then mm-hmm. all of that, it kicks off in our brain. But I think because we're afraid like the other shoe is going to drop if I don't keep going, something really bad is going to happen. But I think when we can just let our guard down just a little bit and say, all right, Lord, what's what's happening right now? And just letting the Lord speak to us. I, it's just the Lord is so gracious and kind of how he does that. And that might be a helpful practice, you know, for all of us this week. That's, so. that's great. Yeah. So, ladies, how about how about our one thing? Heather Kim, would you like to bless our listeners with your one thing for the week? Well, our one thing, my one thing is, is really exciting for me and also an invitation to our listeners. So Jake, my husband, Jake, and I have been invited to do a healing pilgrimage to France in collaboration with Franciscan University. So it is May 11th to May 20th in 2024. And I would love some of our listeners to come with us on this trip. So I'm going to put the link in the show notes of where you can check it out, but we're going to go to places like Paris and Lisieux. I've never been there before. Oh. We're going to go to Lourdes. Um, there's a whole bunch of different shrines and beautiful places. So mm-hmm. I'm super excited about that. Our daughter Eva is going to come with us as well, which I'm excited to share that with her. And yeah, so that's it. Okay, people, there's a theme going on. I have some more recipes for you. And so <laughs> I love this. Who so is much this? I know. This is, this is yes. Michelle Bensinger being present this is, in the kitchen. This is That's Michelle Bensinger right being now, slow so. enough to cook. And I, I think I realized like one of the reasons I didn't like to cook because it was functional and I didn't actually make mm-hmm. time to cook. But one, well, I'll start with a book. I have three things. One is I love the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. That, that was the one of the books that oh, wrecked my so life and actually started my fallow season. So that, okay. Another Here's two recipes. One, a really good side. I don't know about you, but like when you're trying to make veggie sides, like you kind of get in a rut, or at least I do. So here is one. It is a chili lime roasted cauliflower. Y'all, it is so good. What? It is so good. Yeah, and I mean, then cauliflower just exploded on yeah, this cauliflower. last couple of years. Can we just say that? I mean, really, it's like, it is. Good. Um, no, <laughs> you're good. And then I have another fall dessert for you. It is an apple crumble cheesecake with layers of cheesecake and sliced apples and caramel in it. It is so easy and so divine. It's a die form. It, it, it is fall now. It is I fall. I mean, we can just do, it is, especially when this episode owes, episode, episode airs, it's <laughs> that too. It yeah. is fall, so. It is. Bring okay, it on. sister, what is your one thing? Well, I this might seem kind of ironic, but in my Twitter feed, I came across a gentleman who's a, an expert in childhood development. And he's a senior director of early learning. And he, his name is Dan Worry. So D-A-N-W-W-U-O-R-I. He posts the most beautiful, like not only um, scientific, but also videos of childhood development and what happens when parents attune to their children. And he Mm. talks about the stages of development. But in that, you see everything that we've been talking about. He posts the difference between like parents who are distracted versus parents who are attuned to their kids about the beauty of childhood progress, like when they learn how to walk, what's happening in their motor development. Oh my gosh, Mm. y'all. They're not only like really heartwarming, but he also warns against like social media trends of like, you know, making fun of your kids or, I mean, he just really honors the parent childhood bond. And it's such a, it's like a feel good place where you can go and just watch these amazing videos of 
kids like being kids and like learning about farm animals. But he has such a great like understanding of like attachment theory and kind of how it works. And so you might really, I mean, if you if you are on um, Twitter, you might enjoy that. I think he's on Instagram too, but it's at Dan Worry. And it's just if you need like a pick me up or just something or even a tool for your toolbox, he's got a lot of great ones. I've really enjoyed looking at that. That sounds awesome. I'm going to try all your one things, guys. Oh my goodness. Okay. One more thing. And then we will let you guys go. Now you feel like you're now listeners. Yeah. You feel like you're part of our conversation. This is yeah, like this is part are, of our conversation. Like, this is our this life. Is our life. But and, the day yeah. we're recording is actually Sister Miriam's birthday, so we would just want to tell Sister Miriam happy oh, birthday, yeah. and we just want to honor Thank the you. gift that she is to me and to Heather, but to so many other people. And her life is such a gift. And so we love you and um, mm. happy birthday, happy birthday Sister Miriam. Mm-hmm. Thanks, y'all. I love you guys so much. I was thanking God for each one of you this morning in my holy hour and just cherishing the gift that you are. So I, I, I thank you so much. And you guys are such a great gift to me. I love you both very much. So mm-hmm. hope you get to eat some good cake. Yeah, no. <laughs> it may not be like a vegan carrot cake, but it'll be maybe good, good cake. There, there will never replace the vegan carrot cake, which we weren't to this day. We're not really sure what it was actually made of. So yeah, that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, dear listeners. We hope this week blessed you and we just pray that God reveals his presence to you because he's always present and he loves you. So until next week, we'll be abiding together. Have a great week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, would you please share it with a friend and leave us a review? We encourage you to head over to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com, where you can find all the show notes, links to our one things, group discussion questions for each episode, and beautiful coffee mugs, t-shirts, journals, and prints in our shop. There you can also subscribe to receive our weekly email with links to each new episode and all of the content. We'd love to connect on social media and invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so you can catch inspiring reflections every day. You're also welcome to join our private Facebook group and dive deeper into discussions with our fellow listeners. If the podcast has blessed you, would you prayerfully consider financially supporting us? The Abiding Together podcast is only available due to the generous support of our listeners. There are significant costs associated with creating this content, such as tech support, design, website, equipment, and hired staff that we need to be able to continue offering great content. Abiding Together is a nonprofit 501c3, and all donations are tax deductible. You can make donations of any amount through the Patreon website, or you can send us a check directly if that's easier for you. If you donate $15 or more per month on our Patreon page, you become a tribe member, and you will receive bonus content every month, such as recipes, music playlists, downloadable prints, and more. You can find all the information at patreon.com slash abidingtogetherpodcast. Thank you so much, and God bless you.